Welcome to Shakti's podcast. At Shakti Health and Wellness Center, we practice medicine which deeply values the importance of relationship between doctor and patient. Our integrative medicine approach focuses on the whole person, is informed by evidence-based medicine, and makes use of integrative therapies to help you reach your optimal health and healing. We will stress the importance of prevention of illness as well as treating symptoms. In our podcast, we'll be covering topics in health, wellness, and fitness. Our goals are to empower you with knowledge to take charge of your health and live a healthier lifestyle. Hi, we're so excited today to uh, have Shannon Wallace Jr. uh, with us today. He's been a fabulous asset to Shakti Health and Wellness Center and has helped many of our patients get to their uh, fitness goals. He is a performance coach and co-owner of Mad Fitness. He's had 15 years of experience helping athletes at all levels, uh, youth to professionals and adults looking for optimal health and wellness. He's a former banker, financial advisor in the corporate world, and he decided to switch from financial plans to fitness plans. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you for so having me. Glad to have you. I appreciate it. Uh, we are. He's also the founder of the Vintage Athlete. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. Um, as, as we as we age in life, we we all are searching for that that better version of ourselves. And as a former athlete myself. I realized that when I got up in the morning, I didn't feel the same. <laughs> so I, I started looking at more alternatives that would actually fit where I am right now versus what I used to be able to do 20 years ago. So that being said, I, I started looking at different modalities, looking at um, my diet, you know, looking at uh, what type of workout should I do, um, looking at making sure I'm getting the my physicals like I should. Am I, should I take supplementation? Which supplements should I take? So just looking at it in a in a, an organic way to make sure that where I am today, I'm the best version of myself, and that that's where it stemmed. It just kind of grew out of an idea of me waking up one morning and saying, "Hey, you know what? I don't feel good, but I don't. I want to feel like I did 20 years ago, but I'm not 20 years ago. I'm today. So what can I do today? And that's when I started looking at age-appropriate things. Um, what can I do? Should I do more yoga? Should I meditate more? Should I take mm-hmm. time to journal in the morning? Um, yes, so all sh- of them. All of the above, right? <laughs> yes, all of the, all the above. And and that's that's how it grew. And people like the idea of vintage because, I mean, think of vintage, you think of vintage wine, vintage car, something that has value, but it, it's still escalating as, as it goes along. As the older it gets, the better it gets. So, so you're bringing this message to the community? Bring the message to the community. That's awesome. Absolutely. Which is why Shannon works so well with the Shakti patients, because we are all about the integration of all modalities. Um, Today, I wanted to talk about um, ways that we can improve metabolism, because as we age, you know, if we didn't change anything due to the hormone changes that we have naturally, we start to accumulate more fat and um, tear down our muscles a little bit more, which can affect our metabolism. And I wanted to highlight the uh, the issue about how all exercise is not the same. And so can you speak to uh, what you do with your clients in terms of um, improving metabolism as their goal? Well, one of the things that we find a lot is people really don't know how they should exercise, how much they should exercise, and the volume of exercise. So very, it can be harmful because you can have an opposite effect of what you're trying to trying to accomplish. So one of the first things we do is find out exactly where that where that client is right now. What have they done in the past? Uh, were they a former athlete or are they just getting off the sofa to work out? Uh, are they in traffic all day? Do they sit at a desk all day? Um, do they have a stressful job? Do they fly a lot? Um, the more we know about the client, the better we're able to find out 
what is going to be best for you right now? Because if you're on your feet all day, the last thing you need to do is do a lot of jumping around and running. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times people do that. If you're driving in traffic two, three hours a day, the last thing you should be doing is a lot of squats. <laughs> um, see, those things aren't bad things, but it's the timing of when you should do those things, which is most important. Um, so once we figure out through an assessment of where a person is, what we'll do is find out how can we escalate this in, in time. So let's say you've been working all day and you want to work out. Well, maybe an hour workout may not be appropriate on that, that time. Maybe we should only work out for 30 minutes or 45 minutes. But the idea behind it is to raise your heart rate. How quickly can we raise your heart rate and get it back down to recover? You're going to get more out of that type of workout versus being in the gym for an hour, hour and a half, um, just doing this mundane, arduous routine on a treadmill or something like that. So um, that being said, that's that brings me to the idea of interval training. That is going to increase your metabolism a lot more than just doing like a steady pace over a period of time. You're talking about 20 minutes, 30 minutes. What are you talking about? And, and what interval? Great question, because it could be 20 minutes. It could be 40 minutes. Um, let's say you do an exercise that's at a high intensity for 30 seconds. You come off for 30 seconds. You rest so for a minute. So a one-to-one ratio sometimes? It can be one-to-one ratio. It can be 30 seconds to 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be 30 seconds of work, 30 seconds of rest. Uh, it could be a minute of work, a minute of, of rest. Depending upon where you are, based on your, your fitness level, we design that based on you. So it's it's credit created um, individualized and personalized. Yes. Um, what about the role for things like Tai Chi, yoga, the calming? Uh, I, I, I can't talk about that enough because we live in such a chaotic, busy world. We're, we're never still. And, and, and to me, uh, if I can borrow a book um, a guy wrote, Ryan Holiday, stillness is the key. When you're able to be, be quiet and just, you know, play the thoughts in your head and just calm yourself down, work on slowing your breathing down you are actually able to have not only a better productive day, but then all, all of a sudden your workouts become better because you're more present. We're not present. Sometimes people come in, they want to get through a workout because they, they're thinking about dinner they have to make. They're thinking about the traffic they may have to get back into. Uh, the kids are at home. So being able to be still throughout the day, taking time out for yourself for things like yoga, Tai Chi, those types of things calm the body, but at the same time, you're still getting a benefit from it. So how would you incorporate that into a workout when you say, you know, everybody says there's no time to exercise. So how many days of high intensity, how many days of yoga, what would you kind of recommend for the average person who is not an athlete? Average person, not an athlete, I would recommend at least three to four days of, of working out uh, with the day in between of rest. Yoga and Tai Chi, I would say one to two days a week. All in all, you're looking at working out maybe four to six days a week, but not a long period of time. Um, one day you may have an hour to work out. One day you may only have 30 minutes. We have some cases people only work out for 15 minutes, depending upon what you have. The key thing is being consistent with it. Whatever avenue you choose, you want to be consistent. You want to be able to get those three or four days of strength training and cardio training, as well as those, those other additional two to three days of things like Tai Chi and yoga, things that are going to calm the mind and connect the body and mind as well. Yeah, and I think it's important to look at it as a week um, as opposed to every day. You know, Absolutely. people stress out all the time. Yes. Um, the American College of Sports Medicine, as well as the American Heart Association, does recommend about 150 minutes a week. Now, that sounds overwhelming when you think about it, but it's, you know, 30 minutes for five days, which That's is it. very doable. Exactly. So I think that if people can start to look at it that way and make it a general practice, because what we need is more movement. 
right, in general. But how do these things actually increase our metabolism in terms of what activities and how do you do you measure it in your in your um, in your training center? It, it depends. With technology now, um, people have eye watches. Um, they're wearing uh, different types of measuring devices, trying to figure out where they should be within their target heart rate. Um, there's an old equation called the Bonnet Carbonate equation, where you take 220 and you subtract your age mm-hmm. from it, right. and that's your top tier. At one point, we thought, wow, we can't get close to that, or maybe 70, 80% of that would be ideal. It really depends on the individual now. Um, one of the things we we stress is that if you're if you are in a heart rate, if we do use that equation and you subtract your age from it, whatever that top number is, if you can at least get 80% of that, you're going to be in a good range. For fat burning? For or? fat burning, yes, for fat burning. Um, because one of the misnomers is that you, you, um, you can only do cardio to burn fat. Not true. You need to do strength training as well with cardio. Otherwise, uh, the muscles don't develop. And you're going to, as you start to do more cardio, your body starts to burn fat, but eventually it's going to start burning muscle. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that to happen. So a good, strong base of strength along with cardio is very important to stimulate the metabolism throughout the day. What about core strengthening? Oh, my goodness. That, that is key. And the core strengthening is not just your abdominals. Mm-hmm. Um, your core strength is devised of your, your, your glutes, your hamstrings, uh, your quads, along with your midsection and lower back. That's all your core area. Um, people make the mistake of just trying to do things like crunches or sit-ups. And a lot of times that's, that's actually not as helpful as you might think it is. Too much spinal flexion. Uh, what about your hamstrings and glutes? We need to get those involved as well. Some of us sit down all day. So if we're able to uh, do things like yoga, sometimes Pilates, um, different types of um, hip mobility work and hamstring work, that encompasses our entire core area. The stronger that is, the more we'll be able to move. That enhances what? Our balance. Mm -hmm. It enhances our ability to to stand up longer. Um, It's going to enhance our postural alignment. So our core is our basis. So if we can get a strong core at the very beginning, everything else just kind of falls in place. What about the role of weights? Yes. Free weights. Free weights. Very important. One of the things that we stress is that if you're able to move in space, uh, free weights are, are going to be good for you. Um, if you if you don't have um, good balance or you, you're not confident with using weights, we don't recommend that right away. But that's where the machine weights come, in, come into play until you're able to get that balance that you need in order to use things like dumbbells and kettlebells. So it's kind of a process. You can't do everything at the same time. You, you cannot. You start with kind of your core strengthening, work yes. on your balance, and then move on so you don't hurt yourself. So you don't hurt yourself. That's the number one. Do no harm. So it's easy for, you know, athletic, active people to start to listen to what you're saying. But what about the person who's never worked out, has a hard time, you know, in terms of sits at a chair all day, very, you know, doesn't have very strong glutes or hamstrings, which are our buttock muscles and our, our leg muscles. And so how would you guide them in terms of a starting and extra? Because it's very overwhelming to walk into a gym it is. and look at all these machines. And even if you learn how to do them. So the struggle is to get those ty- those people kind of doing and yes. loving exercise so right. that they're not hating it. They're not injuring themselves. That exactly. kind of thing. Well, one of the things that we strongly recommend, just like you have a physician, you have a lawyer when you need it, hire a professional coach. It can be a physical therapist in some cases. It could be a chiropractor. It could be a coach that you know or a trainer. Someone to do an assessment to see what you can do. Because in your mind, you may think you're able to do certain things, and then you get overwhelmed when you can't. Or you may 
go in and try to do something you used to do 20 years ago, you're not able to do that. So I think you should start out by getting an assessment, a muscle skeletal screen mm -hmm. to see what, what you're able to do. Because although you, you think you might be able to do certain things, you need to gauge the degree of what you can do those certain things. Mm -hmm. um, and based on that, then you can devise a program around that assessment. I, I strongly encourage everyone to get an assessment done. Right. And when they do that assessment, and say they're not able to access the assessment in terms of getting an evaluation, but is there some simple things they can do in their own home yes. that can start the process of movement? Because, you know, one thing, the one thing that we talk about Shakti a lot is that you have, you know, good habits lead to good habits. So if you, it may motivate you when you start exercising to eat better, right. and then that will allow you to sleep better at night. And so that's like a positive cascade. So yes. how do you get someone who's scared of exercise, not interested? They're just, you know, that's not for me. I just don't do well with it. I get, I injure myself. How do, how do they start? The the first thing is, is, is movement. Mm -hmm. uh, being able to, to walk being able to sit less, sit less, stand up, mm -hmm. um, you know, spend time reaching, um, spend time squatting if you can, if you don't have any debilitary issues, you know, with your knees or hips, you know, uh, squatting is, 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 is one of the best things you can do. Um, being able to reach in different areas. Um, when you're driving, you have your arm here, you have to turn around. Um, focus on turning, using your, the way your body's supposed to work is in a 3D capacity. Mm -hmm. We stop doing that. You know, every, everything is very sedentary, it's very, very straight. We need to be able to move. Yeah. Um, if you're in the house, and it sounds crazy, but walk sideways. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, walk to the right, walk, walk to the left, walk backwards. Yeah. Of course, to make sure there's nothing behind right, you. Right, right. Um, but the, the body is designed to move in multi in a multifaceted way. Mm -hmm. In some cases, we, we have people crawl mm -hmm. and roll to get those primal patterns back. Yeah. So if you're able to do that, being able to spend time getting on the ground and getting back up. Yeah. Um, just basic things like that. So that way your brain and body is, is connected and then you can build on other things after that. Those are great tips. I think that the the focus really is, is about when we sit all day, our bodies weren't meant for that, right? Yeah. We were meant to move in all these ways. We were meant to kind of hunt and gather our food yes. and, and, um, and now we're eating, you know, processed carbs and things like that, that doesn't, so it doesn't equate with the level of expenditure of calories that we're doing. What about soreness? Okay. They try something. They're not necessarily injured, but sometimes that's a deterrent. I don't feel my, my body aches afterwards. You right. know, I sometimes think of that as, as a good ache, you know, right. but, but how do, how do you help people? And I know you have something called cryo in right. your off, in your, in your center. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Soreness, we, in our world, we call it delayed onset muscle soreness, DOMS, if you will. Um, if you haven't worked out in a while and all of a sudden you're, you're contracting these muscles and you haven't done that, they're going to be sore sometimes the next day, maybe 48 hours after that. So one of the things we really stress uh, would be things like recovery. So one of the things we, we, we utilize is something called cryotherapy. Um, and what we've done is partnered with um, a company called Reform Cryo. And what they've done is been able to create an environment for our clients that if they are sore, they can get into this environment where it's negative 230 degrees. It sounds horrible. It sounds awful. <laughs> I know. But I've done it and I know it's not as horrible as it sounds. <laughs> the idea behind it is, in the simple terms, it's really fooling your body to think you're in survival mode. Oh my goodness, I'm starting to freeze. So all of a sudden you get this continuous loop of blood flow through your vital organs. Okay, what's it doing? It's collecting, collecting oxygen, amino acids, anti-inflammatories, things that your body needs. And it's in this continuous loop. So you're only in this environment for two to three minutes, okay? Wow. Once you step out, 
will put you on a vibe plate or something to vibrate your body or do some type of movement to allow all that oxygen rich blood to get to the rest of your body and all of a sudden you start to feel better you feel looser would you recommend people do that before they get sore like after their workouts or wait till they've done something high intensity actually we've seen it both ways um some of our elite athletes like to get in beforehand Mm -hmm. and then go work out Mm -hmm. some of my people that are sore a lot they like to get in after because it feels like they're they're recovered and ready to go again and what kind of pace like how often would you ask someone who's not an athlete to try something like that i would recommend at least once a week just to see how it goes just like everything else is an accumulation your body has to get used to moving a certain way i actually have tried it once and i i was shocked at how not horrible it was in the sense of it was <laughs> right. not as cold as I thought and I was able to sustain it. But it just sounds, that number sounds, that number sounds I don't even know what that number would look like if you were out in the open. Anyway, so the other thing that I wanted to end with is, you know, there's a lot of talk about, um, you know, fasting in terms of food and how it's beneficial. Is there an exercise equivalent of when's the best time to exercise, how much gap we should give people in terms of breaks between exercise? Yeah. um, Regarding exercise, it really depends on how you feel. Mm -hmm. Because in some cases, let's say you work out on Monday and you're a little sore, but it was a strength workout. So you did a lot of weights and things like that. Maybe on Tuesday, you do 30 minutes of cardio. That way you'll feel better on Wednesday when you go back to strength. So you're using different muscles, you're changing your workouts, so you are resting some of it. So you don't want to do the same thing all the time. So you want to you want to change it, change it up. You want to use things that help on balance, yes. and maybe do a tai chi, maybe do a weight workout, a cardio workout. So I think that's a new concept too that you're not going on the elliptical for 40 minutes every day or running for an hour every other day or something right. like that. Do you ha- you think there's a preference in time, morning, evening? I've found that depends on the individual, depends on your workload. Uh, we have people that love to work out early in the morning because there's some science that says, hey, it may stimulate HGH a little bit if yeah. you work out early on an empty stomach. Uh, and then some people just can't do it, whether it be traffic or just not a morning person. They prefer to work out at night because they sleep better. So you have to try different things at different times to find out what works best for you. Yeah. And you'll, you'll see, oh, this is the best this, this is the best that. And in magazines, you'll hear it on on, on the television, different places, yeah. but you really have to find out what's best for you. Personalize it. And on, on going on with the concept of the morning exercise, you know, some of the fasting literature shows that if you do work out fasting mm-hmm. where you haven't eaten, you actually increase your growth hormone and recovery is better. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, everyone can try to start somewhere. If you hate it, you know, try it some other time of the day. The only caution I have for people who can't sleep is sometimes when you exercise very close to evening or bedtime, it can affect your sleep patterns. So how do we find you, Shannon? Where are you located and what's the name of your w- yep. website? And We're, we're uh, madfitnessgym.com. We're located in Frederick, Maryland. And website, I'm sorry, the phone number is 301-378-9315. It's a great facility. I would highly encourage people to visit him and talk to him. He's he's amazing. He he transforms people, so it's, it's awesome. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can follow us over Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and drop us some suggestions for future topics and any questions that you might have.